Hello and welcome to Geeks Camp, the podcast of RPG topics and general tomfoolery. I'm your host, Zach. I'm joined with my co-hosts, Troy and John. Lolly, hey. No, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to... I'm not going to get baited <clears throat> into your shenanigans, sir. Lovely. Hello, everyone. It's uh, it's good to be here. Perfect. <laughs> we also have a guest with us today. This is our creator that we're going to be interviewing, Onslaught. Welcome to the uh, show. Hey, what's up? <laughs> you have an incredible collection uh, yes. of oh, yes. figurines this behind is, you. This has been going on since 97. Dang. <laughs> so... For the podcast audience, and and for those of us who might be watching on a small phone, um, what can you give us a rundown of what what all these figurines are? What what your oh, collection? It's, it's of? mostly Transformers. Uh, I've got uh, mostly the uh, like the Generations and Classics line. If anybody's familiar with that, it's all the like new versions of all the old G one characters. You know, eighty four, eighty six, eighty seven. Uh, the mm. middle shelf is all of uh, the NECA aliens and predator figures that I have. And then the top shelf uh, is some like 12 inch GI Joe stuff. And I got some He-Mans and some smaller of the, uh, the four inch GI Joes floating around there. Very awesome. I am, I am impressed. Uh, I, I think, I think anyone would be impressed if they, if they saw that at this point. So you had me at Optimus prime. It's fine. Oh, I, I got, I, how many do I, I see have? prime right One, there? Two, three, four. <laughs> I love that they're not in the box. That no, of course not. Yes, free them. Yes, <laughs> you must a, free a toy the that is still in the box in this house is just one I haven't opened yet. <laughs> there you go, uh, heathen. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Zach pets his uh, his pristine. Uh, yeah. yeah, my box, uh, Cobra. Safely stored in, in, in their boxes, in a tub, in the, in the basement. That's, that's the right way to be a cool collector. That's not true. Let Let them be hidden from the world. Only to be, be, only to be enjoyed by me when I'm dead. That's right. (laughs) Yes. Buried Uh, with me. It's to be in the back of my mind in my comfy spot. Um, Onslaught, we're here today to talk to you about a project that you actually crowdfunded a little while back. Uh, last year, but you are getting ready to release to the masses, um, in its full in its full glory. And maybe maybe we'll touch on what's new, what's coming after that. Uh, at least what's percolating in your mind. Um, go ahead if you want to, and give us a rundown of who's onslaught six. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm onslaught six. I used to do music, and then I ran out of things to say. So now I do this. Um, the, uh, where's my, I had a cold call. Ugh, there we go. Okay. Uh, so see you space cowboy is a, uh, it's an RPG where uh, you are a bunch of bounty hunters in space. You're completely broke. You have no money. And the only way to make money in this uh, capitalist hellscape that is the future is to find criminals and take them into the cops because the cops don't have any money either. And they're completely ineffectual. And space is a big place, and it's, they can't be everywhere at once. So it's just easier to pay randos off the street to drag criminals in. That now, is there, <laughs> exactly. Is there a... Um, uh, 
I think there, the answer to this is a little bit apparent, but <laughs> maybe just a bit. But is there an inspiration that you draw from uh, for oh, Space Cowboys? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, Out, Outlaw Star, Pulp Fiction, uh, Trigun, uh, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, definitely not a show called Cowboy Bebop. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> well, I adore it. Uh, I adore the art. I adore the presentation. Yes. Um, I'm going to be honest, Onslaught, and this is, pr- I, I'm going to assume that this is heathen talk for you um, in the same way that your loose figures is heathen talk for me. Um, but I only got into uh, Cowboy Bebop through the live I actual show that liked yeah. the live action show. Okay, good. Whew. I didn't love it, but I liked it. And Fair I enough. really wanted, to, I thought season two could have been a great course correction. And then they pff, bullet right in the head. Yep. 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 Well, good. I feel a little bit better then. Uh, Cause I would have had no clue looking at this last year, what any of this was about. And now I look at it and I say, Oh yes. Oh yes. I understand at least some of what's going on here. And it's really cool. Uh, awesome. So tell us, okay, so we know what it, it, it's inspired by and we know what you're going to be doing. What sort of system, is this a new system that you put together yeah, for it? It's all, it's all new, unique system. Uh, it's a little bit inspired by uh, PBTA and uh, with like the, like a little sprinkle of Savage Worlds in there and a big chunk of the West End Games Ghostbusters game from the 80s. Ooh. The uh the traits actually even just the name calling them traits and talents is a thing. So basically what you have you have four traits, brains, what are they in order? Muscles, moves, cool and brains or switch those out to. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh those those are the four things and you assign either a d6 through a d12 to each one. So you have a D6, a D8, a D10, and a D12. And that's mm-hmm. what you roll whenever you do something with your muscles or your brains or your moves or your cool. And everything that you could, you know, theoretically do fits into one of those categories. Then you also have a talent, which is something either broad or specific that could apply to your muscles. There's also a list of what in PBTA would be called moves, but we call breaks, which are just <laughs> basically things you could do uh, and they all have cool names like uh, like here, here's some break stuff, disarm someone, get in a fist fight, get in a firefight, uh, book smarts, operate machinery, patch someone up, read a situation, manipulate someone, etc. But your talents can be anything as long as and you have four ones for each one. So your talent for mu- uh, muscles, for example, could be kicking down a door. Right. So now mm-hmm. if I want to kick down a door, I roll uh, I have D12 in muscles. So I roll a D12 and I get a D4 in addition to that. And as long as it's above a 10, that's a complete success. And if mm. it's a, a five to nine, that's a partial success or a success with complication. And then one to four is a failure. Hmm. You, you missed you missed the most important break on the sheet, though. Oh, dodge dip. Duck, dive, and dive dodge. dodge. <laughs> Five D's. Yeah. When I when I saw that, I'm like, why did I not see this when it was live yeah. on Kickstarter? <laughs> yeah, I, I dug through the Ashcan version, and for the yes. listeners out there that are unaware of what an Ashcan is, it's a it's an old comic book term that they'd use uh, for whenever they would test out uh, comics, or if they they wanted they to pretend to that something got published. Yeah, exactly. There's like I think the first term, time, first time I'd ever heard it termed was the Ashcan copy of Superman, who had gone for like several million dollars or something crazy yeah. like that. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, so I, re- I read through the, the Ashcan version. I love the conversation that you have about what the game is at the very beginning, first of all, right? Where you're like, I don't want to use a D20. Everybody's using a D20 yeah. right yeah, now. I, I don't want to do like, 2D6. Right. I, don't, like, I don't want any of that nonsense, right? So you, you decided to go in a, a really specific direction. How does that complement the game, though? Like, how do you, like, I know that we've kind of got the basic breakdown. How does that make this game feel any different than any other, the way that you kind of, the way you engineered well, the system? Well, when I have, when I start it with players, I, t- I actually tell them to put their D20 away. Oh. I say, get out, get out your bag or, or your, you know, little dice case here and take out all your dice and put the D20 away because we're not going <laughs> to use it today. And that will immediately put some players in like a completely different headspace. Mm-hmm. And the same way that like, we don't have a number for your stats you have a die so so i have a d12 in my moves so that immediately goes that makes you differently than i have an 18th in strength mm-hmm. yeah right i like that interesting i like yes yeah, i uh I, I like the ashcan version I, I i like the uh because the breaks are actually pretty amazing um i got you know some of those are as simple as like gather intel ambush someone blow something up hack the planet what do hack you do when you hack the planet? Is that I know I have a like a very sneaking suspicion what that's a callback to. But what happens in game when you hack the planet? Well, when you hack the planet, you uh, it's any any time that you would want to hack into something, uh, access a computer system that you otherwise don't have access to, you would hack the planet. So if you have, let's say, you have a D twelve in brains, you're the smartest guy on the team. And uh, if your uh, your gear, your equipment can actually give you bonuses to that. So if you have just just going up to a let's say there's a light pole that has a, a computer terminal at the bottom of it, mm-hmm. like an access terminal. If you're a smart enough person, you can just open that terminal and hack right into it. But if you have a computer or a handheld hacking device, that might give you a plus two. And then if your talent is hacking into things, you know, that would apply. Uh, mm-hmm. I encourage people to take if, if with their uh, I have a whole sidebar about this in the finished game. Uh, I encourage you if you have like a D12 to make your uh, talent very specific because you don't need that. But mm-hmm. if your uh, uh, trait die is very low, you need a broader talent to uh, mm. compensate for that. But so, yeah, you can you can just hack into the and, and what it what it is. I when I run the game, I encourage players to roll first and then we describe what happened. Because mm-hmm. I think in role-playing games, a lot of the time what happens is a player will say something like, oh, I want to swing my sword and, and cut off the goblin's head, right? And then they roll and they get a two. Well, you're not... Now Now we have this uh, ludonarrative dissonance where, uh, you know, you said you did the one thing and the dice don't reflect that. So I always tell people, tell me what you want to try to do in the vaguest terms possible, and then let's roll, and then let's create the fiction around the roll. Let's play yeah, like to that. see what happens. I like right, that. That's right. cool. And the powered by the apocalypse system, which you're which you're drawing inspiration from, and and the the uh, uh, actions that you have here that that are kind of that correlation are a great way to communicate that. Right? Mm-hmm. I want to break something. Oh, okay, great. Let's just roll that dice, and then we can move forward. Right? Yeah. And then uh, maybe you try to break it, and it doesn't break. If you get like a six, then it it doesn't break, and maybe somebody around you goes, "Hey, somebody's trying to bust up this door. What what happens?" Yeah. Uh, the other thing I really like uh, right out the gate here, as I'm looking at the Ashcan version as well, the character sheet in particular, um, I really like a character sheet that by the things that you get. Is that the newest ask, one? 
uh, let's see. I'm looking at the one on itch. Is that the newest one? Yes, that has been Perfect. updated. That Perfect. is actually the finished character sheet that the final game will have. Uh, the the original Ashcan version had a different character sheet. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, the thing that I like uh, about certain types of character sheets is when they communicate things that are important to this game that you might not have expected, right? So I'm looking here and I've seen spots for you to fill in addicted, uh, which yes. is I'm uh, assuming like a substance or a, or a or a. a uh, Traditionally, it's, it's smokes, it's cigarettes. Yeah, right. Because exactly. everybody in yeah. Cowboy Bebop is constantly smoking. Yeah, and I was actually going to say, I was going to mention that, right? That whenever I was looking through the gear list, the one that's at the top of the list is smokes. It's and not an alphabetical order. That's the first thing order. I came up with. Smokes, <laughs> and it's the description is cigarettes. Hazardous to your health, but you look super badass. And you get a yeah. plus one to all your cool rolls. So, I mean, yeah. why not? And it's a buck. It's a buck that's, for a smoke. You're the advocating only, They're the smoking, only thing sir. that's a dollar. <laughs> everything else is like at least a a multitude of i think 50 well, so, so yes, if you yeah so if you buy smokes you constantly have like 49 bucks that you can't do with nice <laughs> <laughs> because i love one thing that i just love to do is annoy players especially like uh ocd type players who mm -hmm. like don't like having odd numbers on their sheets for things like that <laughs> yeah i also like that we, we have things for like juice favorite food Theme song. Juice is uh, juice is a mechanic where it's kind of a push your luck thing. If you fail a roll, you you gain juice. But if you already have juice and you fail a roll, you can uh, basically get to roll again and add it to your existing nice. roll. That's cool. And if it, if you, but here's the thing: there's no partial success on that. You're still gonna fail unless it's ten. So so uh -huh. it's like and and uh, if people can people can uh, help with that with mm -hmm. the help mechanic, which basically gets them to add their own thing but then the consequences get worse because now anything that bad that would have happened to you because now they're helping that's also going to happen to them. to them <laughs> i love it i love it um so this is uh a really interesting character sheet and i think that the source material the inspiration let me rephrase that the inspiration for this is is really fun and i think will make for some really good adventuring or or games around the table in general right like it it feels like something that should be an rpg already so mm -hmm. i think we can all like look at it and we you know and we read through your kickstarter page and look at your character sheet and we're like yeah i understand how this is going to work that's that's really great um help me out here uh if someone's interested in picking up a copy of cu space cowboy What's what's the timeline and the uh, avenues for which uh, they need to go? Uh, so the PDF, the finished PDF is going to come out uh, in February. I'm saying February 28th right now, <laughs> the, the last possible day. I'm yes. just at this point, I'm waiting. I got some of the last art in uh, today. Uh, mm -hmm. They need like one more pass on it. And then they uh, my other art person is actually moving across the country right now. Hmm. So probably going to be another week before that but other than that all the text is completely locked all the layout is locked it's literally like i have to drop in these images and then send it out and then as mm. soon as that's done i'm going to send it to the backers and anyone who pre-orders on the store at store.titlewavegames.com they'll get it as soon as it's done as well mm -hmm. and uh then i'm going to send it to the printer and then they have to print it and send it to me and and once everything is shipped physically uh 
from the Kickstarter backers, then the remaining copies and anyone who bought on the store will start going out in that wave. Gotcha. Cool. And cool. you can get the Ashcan version right now on DriveThruRPD and itch.io. Uh, mm-hmm. Links are on TidalWave.com or TidalWaveGames.com. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So we have we've 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 done a a, a a collection about CU Space Cowboy, but one of the things I wanted to save a few minutes for at the end is um, you you've mentioned that you're looking at you know taking your next project in one of several different directions. Is there anything that you want to talk about as far as what's what's on the horizon for Onslaught or what's what you're kicking around? Uh, yeah, so uh, the the next big project, we've already got it all written, is a uh, setting and bounty module. We don't call them adventures, we call them bounty modules mm-hmm. <laughs> for uh, CU Space Cowboy that will be set on uh, Ceres, the planet that never sleeps, because the hours on Ceres are nine days, or nine mm. hours. The days are nine hours. <laughs> so so they're constantly so there's no time to sleep. So nobody sleeps and everything is Interesting. Yeah. is all messed up. We're gonna have about I think there's twenty bounties in it and thirty-six locations that are all they're all already written and oh. everything and most of it's laid out. We're just I had to right. I literally had to put it down to finish <laughs> the main book, or otherwise the, neither of them were gonna get done. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh after that I got a couple very tiny basically i'm going to be making like four page modules that will be done so you can just print it out on a thing and fold it in half mm-hmm. that will mm. be short bounties okay. little that basically just one shots that you can you know pick up and run and most of those are going to be pay what you want on drive through and you can just pick those up for free i have two of them set up right now and a couple of ideas for other ones yeah, I was going to ask and, if you if you had a, any adventure or story that was going to go along with it, or if it was all just if it was the how to play the game and the setting. Uh, there's there's about there's a couple pages of setting material in the book mm-hmm. that uh, detail the solar system as it is now, and uh, there is a bounty generation system in the back of the the main core book that has a hundred. It's a table of. 100 first names, middle names, or aliases, and last names. And these were all provided by the backers of the thing. So, mm-hmm. except for four of them, because four guys never got back to me. <laughs> and uh, the way there's, there's all sorts of tables for uh, generating uh, their name, the demeanor, what kind of gear they have, uh, their appearance, distinct characteristics, where they were last seen, uh, complications, what crimes they were accused of. Stuff like that. So so with basically like you can have the players basically roll like a set of dice and come out of there with the night of play for that. Right on. Awesome. Very cool. But uh, once we finish the Saris module, there are a couple things I got kicking around. There's a uh, a uh, mutant martial arts fighting game in the works that has some obvious inspiration from a, a certain 80s RPG with a- abnormal amphibians in it yeah something like that <laughs> abnormal. uh i'm also kicking around an idea for a uh mega man x style uh like like uh uh psychotic robot hunter rpg because a lot of my friends are sort of expats from the mega man community and uh and i would love to make a game where they can fulfill their fantasies of playing as like a fireman and woodman and stuff 
And uh, over lunch break last week, I wrote the prototype for a uh, solo journaling dating sim game. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) That yeah, all things that go together, right? Yeah, Uh, everything. Now I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the master compendium that has all of it amalgamated into one. No, adolescent. I I wish that that would. I'll probably sell all four of them as a bundle. Well, here, let me do this. Uh, let me show the uh, the viewing audience uh, that they can head over to Kickstarter. And if they do so, uh, and they go to the link that you see right there, um, you can follow Onslaught 6 directly on Kickstarter and get notified the next time uh, something gets launched there. Um, where else could we send people to if they want to check out more of your stuff? Uh, Tidalwaves.com has links to everything. We are at tidal wave rpg i believe on twitter uh mm-hmm. or just at onslaught six and inevitably i'll retweet something i'm at onslaught six on every platform i've had that name since 2002 uh so perfect i've, I've got it on lock <laughs> uh and um we we stream an actual play of uh of cu space cowboy every saturday at 6 p.m eastern yeah that's what time it is on uh, on my Twitch at twitch.tv slash onslaught six, and then that goes up to the YouTube later, which is linked from tidalwavegames.com. Perfect. All right. Well, Can thank you, you so much. I could get that URL in, in 2022. No one had taken it. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Uh, thank you so much, Onslaught. We're at the end of our time here, but I appreciate you coming on, and I very much yeah, look forward to, to checking out Space Cowboy and everything else that's coming up. Thank you. No problem. Yeah, thanks for joining. Yeah, thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes, and you can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, While you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed. Uh, Give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube, and you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time.